0: This is Gareth Southgate and this is the Three Lines Podcast. Hello and welcome. To the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. Happy New Year to you all. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas and an end to 2023 and soar in 2024 with some optimism and some high hopes for the coming 12 months. And what a 12 months it's going to be. Come July... We'll be singing that we're champions of Europe Well hopefully uh, No seriously um hope you hope you saw in the new year all okay with some resolutions to aspire to Actually just looking back on the latter part of twenty twenty three, a few congratulatory congrat is that a word. Uh, for congratulations, um, a few congratulations to mention to a few of our England players. Mary Earps won the BBC Sports Personality of the Year. That's two lioness winners back to back. Beth Mead in twenty twenty two, and now Mary in twenty twenty three, and then in the New Year's Honours, Mary Earps, Millie Bright, and Lauren Hemp were all awarded. Uh, Millie Bright, an OBE, which is uh, Officers of the Order of the British Empire for Services to Football. Uh, Mary Epps and Lauren Hemp, both MBEs, members of the Order of the British Empire uh, for Services to Football. Howard Wilkinson. Received an OBE. He is currently League Managers Association Chair. Uh, He was awarded that for services to football and to charity. Uh, For those that may not be aware, Howard Wilkinson was twice England Caretaker Manager. Uh, He was also England C and Under-21 Manager back in the day. Peter Shilton was awarded a CBE. Commander of the Order of the British Empire. Of course Peter Shilton, former England goalkeeper, one hundred and twenty five caps a record in the in the men's game. Uh, he was awarded that for service to football and the prevention of gambling harm. Now, whatever you may think of the awards, let's be honest, are we still harking back to the British Empire? They are well-deserved, though, although I can't help thinking that Lottie Moy has been overlooked somewhat. Uh, If you are aware of her activism in helping young girls get more sports time at school, then I wonder why that hasn't been rewarded with something from the British Empire. Seriously, don't. Google her. She's the things that she's done has is worthy of a gong of some sort. Uh, anyway, that's just my two pennies worth. Let's crack on with this episode. Uh, we ended 2023 with a chat with Stuart Franklin and his England journey. You can still hear that. Just go find it at your podcast provider of choice. Uh, I thought we'd start 2024 off with another. In the series of Your England Journey All light hearted and a bit of fun. Uh, this time we are chatting with Russell Woodward, someone who I met on the coach on the way to Skopje last November. <music> So, there's good times, sad times, fun times, but they are your times. I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast for another in our Your England Journey series. Leicester City, an England fan, Russell Woodward. Hi hey, Russell.
1: Hello, <laughs> right, Russell. This, Two same names, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, this, this is a first for me, I think. I don't, I don't remember if I've had a Russell on before, but we're all welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <You're>
1: <laughs> yes, but very well. Thank you. Good stuff. Well, good to have you on. England. Where did it all start for you? About nineteen seventy-three, I think, at the age of eleven. My first game was a a school a school trip, we're an under-21 game against uh Holland at Wembley. I think we won 2-1.
0: okay. They don't
1: have school trips for to England games like that anymore, do they? Back in the no, day. No, I no, to no do. I doubt it very much. I yes, said, we're going back to nineteen seventy-three. I'm an old man now. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure in my first full game, actually, but yeah, to be not too long after that, I'd imagine. I've been going to uh, home games for many years, all my life, really. Yeah. But uh, the only away games I went to up until about uh, 2011, I started going regular. I went to a few home internationals. I went to Scotland in 1981, I think, 82, sorry. I think Paul Mariner got the winner. Um, And uh, the last one I went to was Wales Away in Wrexham. And we have got thumped four nil. Oh, I've heard about that one. I think David Armstrong played for Wales. It uh, played for England that day. Um, I think Mike, think might Hughes might have been playing for Wales. But anyway, we have got a thumping. So a bit of a difficult drive home that day. I mean, <laughs> from
0: from Leicester was like journey wise. Was that back in the day? Was it a bit of a mission for you for Wembley? Uh, a
1: A five all the way. It, it'd probably be about two hours. Okay. North Wales is a bit nearer than South Wales from here. Yeah, but even getting
0: to Wembley as well.
1: Wembley's always been about two hours. Obviously oh. nowadays more depending on traffic, but yeah, it's a two-hour journey to London. Yeah, but you say you went to a uh, a few away games. It was. Um, did you go to the eighty-two World Cup? Oh yeah, I went to. Oh yeah, I went to the nineteen eighty-two World Cup. It was a trip that. Um, I was working in engineering at the time, and a Scottish chap I was working with pointed out an advert in the Daily Mail. And it went, I think we paid about 160 quid for a day trip, for a flight from Luton, which were a lot of money back then. And mm. that never did tell me, Dad, till much later years. I just said, just said, going out for the day, Dad, and flew off to Bilbao. <laughs> oh, great. So I was on the motorway at four in the morning on my way to Luton Airport. Bilbao? So, so was, was that, Bill was that the first game against? It was was the second one, the France game. The France game was the first one, and the game I went to was Czechoslovakia, Okay, uh, which we won 2-0, and then the third game was Kuwait, which we won 1-0. But it was Czechoslovakia game I went to. So was that a straightforward journey then, getting to uh, Bilbao? Yes, it was. was. The journey was fine, flight direct into Bilbao, and, um, we, we had a, such a great day. We really did. Uh, I went with a friend of mine that now lives in Germany, used to be in the forces, but, uh, I've got, I've got quite a few photos from that day. Uh, have you ever heard of, um, the old boy, Bill Bailey? I think it was that used to have the Union Jack outfit on and the England top hat. Do you know, I've, I've heard of him. I'm aware of him. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, not, no longer with us, I believe. No, I doubt it very much, no. And uh, I, I had a couple of photos took with him. where I think we got a black, bottle of wine in his hand at the time. Looked really looked really off <laughs> on the picture. <laughs> but uh, And then the, the, just before the game started, was in a pub, which I'm sure they renamed just for the World Cup. It was called the Winston Churchill Pool. And oh, we're no. all outside there just having a bit of a sing and a drink and nobody was causing any trouble and a, a brown van turned up, just a plain brown van, and the back door slow. I mean, it was old Bill, weren't it? And they just got out the back and just waved the buttons at us. I said to my mate, I think we need to be out of here. They started walking, and that's thing, And they were just, uh, everybody was just running down the road. Just, I don't know anybody that got battered, but we just got out of there pretty fast. Uh, the Spanish but, police, but other, they've got a bit of a reputation, haven't they? They did, yeah. And, uh, but other than that, it was pretty smooth day, really. I'm trying to think what the. I mean,
0: I I don't remember the 82 World Cup personally. What's the score? Two 0
1: See, first goal was an own goal, and uh, the second goal, was Trevor Francis, I think. Okay. Oh, so, the Francis or Woodcock, I can't recall. Yeah. Well, so
0: you saw the the trip in the what the Daily Mirror or Daily Mail that yeah.
1: Had, was that a ticket to get to the game? It, it wasn't like it is nowadays, you know. You weren't screened for your tickets. There was a ticket come with that trip. I see. So don't ask me how they did it. I say it cost me one hundred and sixty pounds, which back then was a lot of money, particularly for a day trip. Mm. But I didn't care at twenty years old. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you got got your first World Cup in at nineteen eighty two. Have you been to any I, more since? Yeah, I went to France in ninety eight. We went to Lons, Obviously, Lon's is only about a 40 minute drive from Calais. So I went with a mate of mine locally, and we got a ticket on the on the street there. I think I paid about 178 quid for it.
0: So he paid more for one ticket
1: in ninety-eight than he paid for a trip, a day yeah, trip yeah. in '82. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you how we got this, this ticket. There was a lad in the street and he got three, and there were only two of us, and he wouldn't release two. And uh I kept begging him and he wouldn't release two because they, they thought he'd be stuck with one. Okay. So uh, in the end, I walked up the street and obviously there, was th- there were a lot of England fans. I, geez, I'd just seen a youth in the street. I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, do you want a ticket for the game? He says, yeah. I says, come with me. Anyway, he bought the other one. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> so, so we got these three tickets from this French lad. I, I'll, I'll get, this French lad, I will get him really angry with him at the top.
0: I'm trying to, I'm trying
1: but, to yeah, think I got nine, round it that way, yeah. 98 <laughs> in Lons. I'm trying to think, who who do we play in Lons? Columbia. And at 2-0, Beckham, well, uh, Anderton and Beckham scored the goals. That's right. Beckham that's, from the free kick.
0: Yes, uh, I can picture it now. Anderton scored from an angle, didn't he?
1: That's right, exactly, yeah. I think yeah. he blasted into the roof of the net, yeah. Yeah, so is that the only game you saw in 98? That's the only game I saw, yeah, to easy access. Um, and tournament wise, the only other tournament I went to was uh, France in 2016. All right. So, so I did all the group games. Um, I didn't go to the Iceland Gaming. And i tell you what, I didn't go to, I got tickets for all the rest of the games by that round, that, rather than that first knockout game. And um I just got a really real feeling that if we'd have topped that group, we'd have been in Paris. Yes. No problem. But I just got a feeling England had a knack of messing it up and finished second in the group. And I knew second in the group was Nice on a Monday night. I thought, just don't fancy that. <laughs> so, so I didn't get a second round ticket. And as we all know, we, we got knocked out in the Iceland beaters, didn't we?
0: You know what? I wish I'd have had your thinking because I made that trip to Nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the reason I didn't get a second round ticket. I thought, mm, Nice on a Monday night. I thought no, that's that's what and then that's exactly what happened.
0: Do you know what, there's probably not many people that would come up with a phrase, oh I don't fancy Nice on a Monday night.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what that'll be that'll be thinking.
0: Yeah. Oh, fair play too, yeah. So yeah, yeah. what was it 2011 when you joined the supporters
1: club? What what made you think, right, I want to do this properly now? A Friend of mine said to me, We're going to Bulgaria in September. Uh, him and his wife are going, and he says, Why don't you bring you and Jill along at the lady I was with at the time. And I said, that's not a bad idea. So I'd love to be a member and would we'll have get a ticket? He said, you'll get one for Bulgaria would imagine back, back in them days, we, it's not like we are now. We weren't doing that well. There weren't that many members. So it weren't too bad to get away tickets. But prior to that in the February, we got Wales away and I applied for a ticket with zero caps because my partner at the time bought me the membership for Christmas. Okay. So, uh, I applied for the Wales ticket and I got one through the ballot on zero caps. Do you, you know that just goes to show you've got to be in it to win it? To win, yeah, of course, have, yeah. So, I got a ticket for the Wales game. I didn't go to any more, but I got a, I got a ticket easily for Bulgaria. And that was yeah. 2011. I think we won three and nil. It was the first time we wore the away strip. Gary Cale's debut, we scored. Okay. And uh, the away strip was the first time we wore the like a navy with the light blue collar. And that's still one of my favourite away shirts, actually. I know, I know the shirt you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was the first time they wore it. I say so Gary a... Kale made his debut, and he scored that day. We won three ah, 0
0: so from from there, 2011 would have been a that qualify for the next year, 2012. It, it Euros. was a qualify,
1: yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, you didn't. So think, um didn't I fancy I Ukraine? No, I, well, that, I would tell you that I didn't fancy. I didn't go any more on that trip. I got it. I was still continuing to go into the home games at that mm. time. Um, we did myself and a friend of mine from Manchester, we got a a ticket for the game in Kiev yeah. in Ukraine. And it was a last minute decision. We 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 weren't really going, and this ticket appeared through the post. And I flung it on my dining room table at the time, and we'd tell a lie, we went to San Marino. And oh, I was well, part of the court, yes. Christon, yeah. Been, yeah. And and this this couple from Manchester, they come back to my house on, and drop me off on, on the, because we went, I think we flew from Luton and they dropped me off in Leicestershire before they went back to Manchester. And there sat this ticket that I just left there and we looked at each other and we said, shall we? And she says, come on, let's do it. And so we did. We went off to Kiev, uh, which was a bit of an adventure because we were so late in booking everything. we There were hardly any accommodation left. And uh, there were a few people I knew that they they got an hotel uh, about 10 minutes' ride from Independence Square with uh, single rooms. So it's great. So I looked at it. And by the time I come to, the last one had just gone. So I had to find somewhere. And I found this apartment. And um, it was new. It was brand new. So I got to the airport and I gave this taxi driver this. Uh, I wrote, I tried to write everything down in English, and uh, and I, I googled it and wrote it down in Ukrainian as oh, well. Well I <laughs> Tried to try to be up on the game, you know. I got to the airport. No taxi drivers knew where it were. Anyway, one of them took my paper and he went over to see some mates, and he finally says, "The uh, right, come on." And I went, I got in the taxi. with a Tottenham fan. And, um, my, my, my Manchester friends, they went off in another taxi. They wanted to be in room for all of us because there are another couple as well. And me and this Tottenham fan, the taxi driver ripped us off big time, but he eventually found it right on the outskirts of Kiev. And talk about only just being built. It weren't even flaming finished. Oh. No. So, luckily, luckily, they, they must have been a little bit organized. They were young. There were a young girl there, manageress. And she actually welcomed. I got out the taxi, and she welcomed me, and she got my name on the list. Okay, so it was legit. And, and, and she showed me this room that it was just like a it was like a prison cell. It was four walls and a bed, <laughs> and 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 to get to the toilet I had to go through another room. But luckily, in that room, there these two young Swedish lads. There are a lot of Swedes in Kiev. Did you go there? Russell? I
0: did. They were all on that um, uh, along the river. There was an island.
1: Um, yes, and they they just pitched a. Well, it was a campsite for Swedes. Yeah. It was just yellow. They were all over, weren't they? But yeah. these two Swedish lads, they were really good lads. And I said to him, I says, look, I have to go to the toilet a bit in the now. I'm going to have to come through your room. And so he says, oh, that's no problem. And I did. And, you know, they, I went through their room two or three times, as you do. Yeah. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't even wake up. So they were great. And then just another short story just um, at the end of that trip. I, I, the, the manageresses they were great because they used to arrange a taxi for me every morning to get across to the other hotel where my mates were. Okay, so, that so that was fantastic. And um, anyway, at the end of that trip, they, they arranged for a taxi to take me back to the airport. And these two Swedish lads said to me, "Says, do you want to come for a beer with us?" I said, "Well, I've got a taxi coming in now, lads." They said, "That's okay. It's only across the road. When I say across the road, it's about six-lane main road we had to negotiate." <laughs> I said, "Come on, then we'll have a we'll have a swift one." But so "I've got to be back here in about fifty minutes," so we went over the road to this bar, and it was about fifty p per pint. So I slung my arm across the chest. And I said, "Don't worry, lads, I'll get these." <laughs> <laughs> oh, great stuff. So yeah, so that was that trip. Yeah, so I did that one. Yeah. So was that? Um, did we play Sweden in you in Kiev? the or... Sweden, Sweden game. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, so, to... I think Sweden played all three of their games in Kiev, didn't they? Yes, they were. Yeah. They were But We we had two other games in, um, in the next.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah so, uh,
1: so we, yeah. so we. So yeah. So a lot. Most of the England fans were coming and going for that game, but yeah, we. Um, it was a Sweden game. It was probably one of the best games of the tournament, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know if you remember it. Uh, three- Andy Carroll scored, didn't he? Yeah. It was it three two? And I think Joe. Um, I think Sweden went in front twice. Yeah, and we yeah. It, we won three two. Yeah, and by thinking of the right game, did Theo Walcott score? In that, did he? he might, uh, do you know something? I can't remember the other two goal scorers. I know Andy Carroll got a header. Yeah, I, I can't I'm, remember the two goal scorers. I don't know if I'm getting confused or,
0: or confusing it with another game, but I've, I I want to say that Theo Walcott came on as a substitute and oh, swelled fairly early into yeah. his time on the pitch and scored from from a from a fair distance. Someone will
1: correct me. Um, oh,
0: yeah. So so. so Kiev in in twenty twelve, so we go forward to wow, well, so um,
1: the next qualifying period, and um, it would would have been the next World Cup one. Yes, right, Brazil. So I wasn't going to go to Poland, and uh, again, my friend from Manchester, she says, uh, "Come on, come to Poland." This said, I don't know. She says, "Look, it'll be really cheap." Yeah. So, uh, and I'm, i would will tell you why I'm going to thank her, thank her, and with air in a moment because if you remember, that was the, um, that was the game where they forgot to pull the roof over yes, when it so. like it down in rain. I was there. So I got a trip, I got a flight out from Luton for thirty two pound. Yeah. to Warsaw, right? But the flight back on the Wednesday afternoon after the game with three hundred and sixty five. I said, fuck, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not paying that. She said, why don't you do what me and Mike are doing? We're staying an extra night. She says, how much is the cost of an hotel? I think you're about 37 quid for a night. I said, you know what? That's not a bad idea. So we did that. And then as you know the story, a lot of people remember the story. about it, it, I mean, all the, it was October time, and it was world to blue skies all the while we were there. And we went in this bar this afternoon, and, and we, we were in some, some Liverpool and Everton, found it was best of mates and a few other lads, and it, it was supposed to be a restaurant, and we were the bar, and they were kept being asked to be quiet. Nobody took any notice of that. But a long story short, we come out that afternoon, it was just sheeting down, like you'd never believe. I know. Exactly. So, so as you know, we went up to the game, and I didn't know. We didn't know. The, I was walking up the steps to the, to the high stand in the ground when my mate rang me from home and said, the game's off, isn't it? I said, nobody's told us. Exactly. And we got up there in the concourse up there, and nobody knew at that point. All we could and see was the didn't.
0: referee coming out, throwing a ball around, yeah. having a kick yeah. about. Then he went in, came back yeah. out
1: 10 minutes later, and we still were none the wiser. You know, we still didn't know. No, that's right.
0: Yeah. I flew so, home so that anyway,
1: following day. As we, know, as we know, that game were abandoned. Yeah. Everybody was down in the dumps, and there were there was a lot of people trying to rearrange flights in hotels. Other people had work commitments and had to go home, and we were just there anyway. And it was fantastic. We yeah, just, Thank you very much we were there. So making that Wednesday afternoon flight 365 quid.
0: There's not many people that will thank Wiz Air.
1: No, there's not, but I thanked them that day, let me tell you. <laughs> so you went the following day then for the, the so one tour. You, And I'm going to tell you how much that flight was back home on the Thursday go on 14 quid 14 wow. <laughs> 14 quid so, honestly yeah so the
0: flights to and from poland were, were about 50 quid then in total
1: yeah yeah, yeah sure that's right
0: nicely done and an
1: extra night in an hotel that might not have done which is another 37 quid
0: there
1: you go. and so, as so, you know poland's cheapest chips when you get there isn't it yes yeah yeah so be next one
0: had a nice trip to poland this year did you go to the the ukraine game there
1: I, I did, yes. Rocklaw lovely, weren't it? It was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I was quite, uh, I was quite happy with that one actually, because um, I think I spoke to you on that on on a recent trip, and uh, I, when 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 we went to Malta in the summer, um, the flights I looked at stopped off in Rocklaw, but I I didn't get out of the airport. And uh, while we we're waiting for the flight change in the airport, I got talking to a couple of lads from Rotherham, actually. Mm. And um, they told me, it says, Rocklaw's supposed to be... But, but what, what it was, we went to the bar together, and, and it was £2.50 a pint, and that were airport prices. Um, and one of the chaps said, well, I think it's a really nice city, and it's even cheaper in the town, obviously. So I thought, that might be a nice trip to go to Rocklaw. I thought, i would take the wife there one day. Yeah. Anyway... All of a sudden, Ukraine's playing in Rocklaw, so that was perfect, and my wife come with me. <laughs> and you enjoyed it as well? Loved it, yeah, yeah, great trip, really good trip, yeah. And from there, we didn't bother. A lot of England fans, which I couldn't understand, flew home to go up to Glasgow. We just flew straight from there to Glasgow.
0: I think it's the case sometimes, isn't it, where people's commitments mean
1: that they've got to I get suppose. home. For, I know I had yeah. to do the same. Um, yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people did. I mean, I suppose it's different for me. I'm retired now. <laughs> there you go. You're you're in a lucky position.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: after the so take us into
0: 2016.
1: That game or the tournament, they decided not to go to to Iceland. Did you go to the group yeah. stages? I, I did. I did all the group games. I was obviously in Marseille for the uh, episode there. I was in that yeah. square when the Russians come in. Actually, oh, really, so that were pretty horrific. Yeah, yeah I was. I was. It- I was um, there was quite a few of us on that trip, but I was talking to. A friend of mine from Milton Keynes, who was with us on the trip, and uh, she's uh, she never runs anywhere. <laughs> she doesn't. Run. And we were talking to a chap from Doncaster at the time, and uh, all of a sudden, I seen a waiter ushering running back out from the from his where all his tables and chairs were, and ushering his girls back into the restaurant. And, you, you know, you, uh, over the years, I've seen everything, and you get like six cents and I, I said. Sarah, we need to get out of here. Something's kicking off. She says, what do you mean? I said, go, go down there now. And she starts walking and she looked behind me. I said, go on. She said, have I got to run? I said, you bloody well got to run. And when we and we legged it and we managed to get in a shop doorway. And as we peered out, the Russians come down and did all the damage. And then they sort of like did a 90 degrees and went up another street. They never came down our way. But there were some England fans down on the main road, on the main Bit where the port is and the police rolled in them back and tear gassing them and the, and we were getting it and the tear gas was bloody awful honestly and uh, yeah we managed to get the police were hideous they hated and when when it, when it had died down a little bit there we waited around a bit and then we said we we'll, we'd we'll make our way to the ground and we said to these row of policemen which way is the ground and they just made out they don't understand the English they're just totally disinterested they really don't like us down there no, it was... so, but Yeah, we we, uh, we went to the game after that and we were the opposite end where it kicked off in the ground at Marseille. So uh, we, we didn't have any more adventure in Marseille, to be honest with you, other than that. No, it was very much a, a get in and I'd get enough, out. Uh, yeah, I think I had enough adventure anyway to, to be going on with. Yeah, I, okay? I managed to get a phone call to my wife. I said, uh, you might see something on the news soon. I said, but whatever you see, I'm all right at the moment. Anyway, that was the main thing with that one. So from there, we flew home. So we didn't fly into Marseille. We flew to a place, you know, something I forgot where it's called now. It begins with C, but it was a three-hour drive away. And we flew there, and we flew home again. And then I went with the for the next two games, what the one in Lons and the one in Saint And I went with a group of youngish lads from Coventry, and um, we, we got the ferry over to Calais right drove down to lens watched watch the game and then we moved on to i think it was Reims from there and then between those two games we stopped at various towns on the way down stayed in st etienne and the night after the game um which I, you probably remember was a drab nil nil draw well, was wasn't awesome, it yeah we down, yeah yeah and um yeah we we're going to go in the next day but we we decided that night it was a good seven hour drive back up to the coast we decided that's not that night. We're going to drive overnight. We took it in turns driving, and we just went home that day. But uh, yeah, interesting. But, but, but one of my, my favourite uh, points of that, is you, as you can imagine, Jamie Vardy, one of my heroes. It was in the England squad at that point in in, in one of the main squares in St Etienne. The England fans were giving it the Jamie Vardy song, and you know, I got it on video somewhere. They were all singing the Vardy's yeah, on fire and all that, you know. <laughs> that was a big square in St Etienne. There was it a was, lot of England yeah. fans there, wasn't there? It was, yeah, it was really good afternoon, actually. That was, yeah. It's a pitch of the game didn't turn out so good. <laughs>
0: yeah. The sun was out. I do remember that. I remember there was a lot of people having a kick about um, almost in yeah. one, one corner where I seem to remember being. Uh, almost next to a almost next to a church, I think it was. Um, someone yeah. had found a ball and having a kick about. Yeah. <laughs> good good memories, but as you say, the game was so drab.
1: It was dreadful, weren't it? It was yeah. a dreadful game, it really was, yeah. So, yeah, that's my story of the Euros. Where did so, we go from there? 2018, the World Cup and anything yeah. that... Yeah, that I, I, for I mean, during the qualifying campaign, I did go to a few games in between that, and, and I can't remember what they were. But uh, the only one I went to, I really, honestly, after my experiences in Marseille, I've got to admit I was frightened to go to Russia. And the one right. I really would like to have gone to was Volgograd for the war history. Because yes. as you you know, that was Stalingrad, weren't it? That's right. And I know the, I know people that went and they're in the war memorials. are fantastic. and I would like to have gone to that one. I didn't, but the one that did go to was Kaliningrad. That's the one I went to, the Belgium yeah, game. Yes, and we stayed in Gdansk. Okay. Uh, there were quite a lot of England fans in Gdansk, actually. A lot of coaches left there that day to go round to Kaliningrad, that two-and-a-half-hour journey, it were. So, yeah, quite a nice day, yeah. I've we... got, got a good story for you. I'm not sure when it was, actually. Another San Marino. I think it might have been my first San Marino game, actually, because I've been twice. Um, at that point, I hadn't got a ticket. Right. But I knew that you could watch the game properly from behind either goal.
0: Yes. On the bank. Yeah, yeah.
1: So normally I wouldn't travel without a ticket, but I did to that one. So as I went and stood on the bank before the game, I seen the, I thought, I want to be in the crown. So I'm just going and have a look. So I walked down off the bank and blocked a low wall where a load of police. So I jumped over the wall. And just as I jumped over the wall, there was a row of school kids walking by me, walking across to but round the back of the other stand. So I I jumped in this queue. Because so every now and again there was a, an adult dotted between them. Mm. So I jumped in this queue. So I got through the, 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 the cordoned off fencing. I walked with I walked with this uh, row of school kids through this fencing. And as we got into the ground, they just opened the gates and there are just somebody shouting tickets and they're all holding the tickets up. So, you being a little lad, you can't tell on this video, but I'm a very little lad. I just got down into the crowd and just and just moseyed on through and went to oh. the ground. <laughs> you jibbed in. Yeah, I did, honestly. <laughs> well, that's how I got in the ground.
0: <laughs> so your secret's safe with me? Yeah,
1: I'm a bit late now.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, you, we saw, probably saw a hat full of goals. Is that the 8-0? think it was the 8-0, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yes. that, was a, that was a decent experience. It was a good trip all around that way as well. Yeah. Actually, on that trip, that night after the game, I think every British bar in Rimini, because I'm sure most people know the England fans stay in Rimini for some reason. Mm, that's right. Every, every British bar that night had um, a load of police outside, except the one we were in. Oh, really? And it was a narrow-fronted pub, but it went back a fair way. I think it was called The Taverners. And about three in the morning, everybody's singing their heads off to Wonderwall or something like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this, this bloke comes running pub, giving it this, you know. And all of a sudden, the next thing I knew, there were there was tables and chairs with the Italians come in, didn't they? Pulled up to the eyeballs. And I looked up. And the, and there was a there's an Italian gripping onto the door both sides with black crash helmet on, all yeah. dressed in black. And and I think they were they reckon they were Leeds and Rotherham fans they just they just launched at them. They, ne- they never got even through the door. Yeah. They never even got there were tables, chairs, glasses, everywhere. They never even got through the door. I can tell you that. That were a bit of it. Episode. Yeah, you've you've seen it all, haven't I mean, you? Yeah. Oh, have oh, I've seen all sorts, mate, honestly. I, I mean, don't don't take me back to the eighties, for God's sake. No, let's yeah, not I, go there. I, I, I mean, I, I was in Paris in 1983 when that episode kicked off. That were a, I could start, I could talk all day about that. One. <laughs> I
0: will tell you what, let's let's go to let's go to 2020 when we had it back here. Yeah. What
1: what are your memories of that? The Euros, yeah, excellent. Uh, I, I did get a ticket for all of them. Some of my mates lost the tickets when COVID reduced the capacities. Yeah, Um yeah, the, I mean, the early games were a bit uneventful. are fairly uneventful. Hmm. I love the Scotland game. where Well, that the game itself was uneventful, but I always love England-Scotland games. I love them. Um, and I can go back to the seventies watching England-Scotland games at Wembley, you know. But uh, other than that, yeah, we're pretty uneventful. But the, the Germany game. Who can forget the Germany game? It's amazing, wasn't that, it? That, that, that's my favourite, because in my time, Germany always beat us mm and and at that time, and we know they were like on the downward spiral at that point, and my mate kept saying "Yeah, you know we yeah, this could be our time I said the Germans always beat us, so when we won that game, i was I, you can say i'm a very, I was a very happy man, very happy man, I think we um, all were weren't we yeah, 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 uh, as for the crowd, you could censor it you could censor more people in there than what they were saying. Oh yes. You know, and and if we're going to lead up to, and apparently I was completely unaware of what was happening at this point, and even the same for the Denmark game, I was pretty well unaware of what was happening, and then we all know what happened at the final. And me and my mate, we we arrived in um, we arrived in London uh, at one o'clock on the day of the game, and we walked across a bridge that goes over Wembley Way, and we looked down Wembley Way, and we just couldn't believe it. We just couldn't believe how packed it was. Yeah. So we, we went off up to the green man, like we normally, normally did at that point. And uh, we're hearing all sorts of stories all day. And Stuart said to me, he says, um, I'm going to go down to the ground at six. I said, Stu, I'll never go in a football ground, two hours, kick off." He says, well, I'm going. And then his afternoon went on. We're hearing more and more stories. I says, I'm coming with you. And I think it's a good job we did. Yeah. Because we missed all that, and my seat was right at the back of the upper tier. Okay. So I, I was quite oblivious to a lot of what was going on, really. But he was in the bottom tier, and he said that he would die for a pit half time. And he couldn't get out. Yeah, it was it was it tightly packed, packed in like start. sardines. Yeah, yeah, there could have been a big disaster there. Yeah, big disaster. Well, couldn't for, there. Fortunately, there wasn't. Fortunately, not. No. Yeah. Well in the yeah.
0: in the short time that we've got left, um yeah. take us to, to next year. What are
1: your thoughts for next year? Are you planned? Yes, we've already uh, my mate Stuart, I think you've spoken to Stuart before. Yeah. He uh, he he booked flights before the draw was even finished. Good man. He did a he did a lot of research. And um so depending on the possibility of areas where we could have played, he'd got uh a destination. He got some flights sorted for a really good price, and they are good prices. Yeah. So as soon as the fir- as soon as the first draw, the, the first England's first game come out, it was on it. We got another mate on it as well. So as soon as the next one come out, he was on that one. Right. And and, and that's how it went on. It, we booked hotels afterwards. So we we're flying out of town. Uh, in fact, we're flying to Belgium for two of the three. Yeah. Uh, Charleroi. Yeah, and um, and then we we've we've got hotels on board towns, and we'll get a training. Good stuff. Do you think we can do and it? That's okay. Sorry. Do you think we can do it? Win it. Win it. Yeah. I think you always need a lot of luck to win a cup, uh, but we've got a great chance, haven't we?
0: Absolutely.
1: You, yeah. You've got to fancy this team, haven't you? Well, we, we've shown what we've what we've got and what we're capable of, and yeah, yeah now it is
0: really time.
1: So, you know, Kane, I know Kane's getting on now with banging form. Yeah. Bellingham, I'm so excited with Bellingham. And, and Saka, if he plays well on the day, we've, we've got a great side there. Yeah, I think, as you it, say, it, it's, it's just down to luck
0: and yeah. getting that right, the right results, when maybe just haven't played so well. Um, yeah. Just, well, hopefully there'll be no refereeing decisions that, Sort
1: of, let's hope not.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, but
1: yeah, I mean, I mean there's, luck, there's luck involved with the look of the draw, um, what, what England team turns up on the day, uh, like you say, refereeing decisions. There, there's that there, you always need a bit of luck, but you need to play well, obviously. And we've got a team to do that, we've got a team to do that. So if we play well, all, all we can do is look after our end and play well, and hope the luck goes with us on the way. Couldn't That's have it. put it. Couldn't have put it any better.
0: <laughs> yeah, Russell, thank you very much for for joining us. Just sharing some of your memories from uh, from following England. Over yeah, that's the a years. small
1: snippet. I could go on for all day, but you obviously haven't got the time, so we'd better leave it there. Well, maybe we can do a second part one
0: day. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: thanks, Russell.
0: Thanks for your time, and yeah, we'll we'll chat again maybe on a uh, another coach journey. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Thank you to Russell there. As I've mentioned many times before, it's always great chatting with fans, hearing their stories and anecdotes. I've got another one already recorded too, in the can, as they say. If you'd like to get involved and tell your story, just drop me a line. Email 3lionspodcast.gmail.com or you can get in touch on social media. Uh Just search me out. The show is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram threads. Uh You can also find it on YouTube too. You can get in touch through either of those. It's always great to hear from you. I'd also like to just quickly mention something. Since I took on the podcast and taken it forward, I guess, uh it's been advert and generally sponsor-free. Although I can't say what the future holds, ideally, I'd like to kind of keep it that way. But I'll be honest with you. It costs me money out of my own pocket to run it, a yearly domain subscription. And then there's a monthly payment to the website company who pushes it all out to the various platforms that you listen to it via. It's not massive amounts of money, but to me, it's a hobby and every hobby costs a bit of money, so I don't object to it. Uh, I wouldn't pay it if I didn't get the enjoyment out of it. But the editing can be time-consuming, uh, and truth be told, I have in the past still been awake in the early hours editing, uh, then up the following morning for the day job, because the... That's what pays for my match tickets, my travel, uh, the occasional beer, uh, and certainly not this podcast. Um Basically, all of those are what are reflected in the output of the Three Lions podcast. So what I'm trying to say is um I've set up a Ko-Fi account. And if you'd like to support the podcast in any way, financially, with any size, contribution i would appreciate it really appreciate it uh go, basically it would go towards those domain and monthly costs i don't know going forward how the podcast will evolve because the format <laughs> it hasn't really changed has it uh, i know many podcasts they have like a a patreon for bonus episodes maybe in the future i'll do something similar i, I really don't know um i'm one of those who are pretty much comfortable in the groove i take some persuasion to change um but if you would like to contribute to it as i say i would appreciate it um kofi uh, ko fi.com forward slash three lions podcast is the website to head to i'll leave it at that now, would you believe that this is episode two hundred and ninety-nine, which clearly means the next is a landmark number, three hundred. I took a quick look back. Episode one hundred was the tedious England games episode that came out in June twenty twenty. So that would have been a that would have been a lockdown episode, wouldn't it? Uh, then there was episode two hundred which came out in April 2022, where I took a look at the time when England played Bradford City. So for 300 to not fall as a match preview or a match review means that it's one that I've I've had to try and, I don't know, make make of interest, if you will, uh, away from the games. They're the ones that need a bit more thought and effort required. So stay tuned and you'll not miss it. Episode 300 coming your way very soon. And once again, it just gives me the opportunity to say thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast. So until that episode 300, take care of yourselves. Cheers.